0: Welcome. Wonderful to see you. And if any of you are visiting us here in person or online, wonderful to have you here with us. Um, Now, as we look over 25 years of our church, there have been many firsts in the life of our church. Our first Sunday service, our first Sunday service here, the first small group that Bev and I didn't lead, the first birthday of the church, the first baptism of the church, the first new Christian in our church, the first Uh, youth pastor we had, the first new youth pastor we had, our first children's and families pastor, and our first new children's and families pastor. Um, Then there are things like the first person to leave our church, the first member of our church to die, and their funeral to go to. So many stories to our church set together by one big story, And it's the retelling and the reliving of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. It's why we planted our church. He is the measure for all of our stories and the reality for all of our stories. And things have to die in Christ in order for them to come back to life. Resurrection life, it's what we're about. The way to Easter Sunday is through Good Friday. I remember when I left my job in London, I had hair (laughs) in my late 20s. Walked across, I normally would get the bus across Waterloo Bridge, and I rather enigmatically decided to walk across Waterloo Bridge. And I stood in the middle, the sun had set, the twinkling of the lights along the Thames and all the buildings, and I remember pausing and praying and saying, Lord, as I leave my business, my clients, a career I'd built through my 20s, as I give myself to this and our church, what are you going to do? Because it's going to be amazing. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, None of us could possibly imagine what God has prepared for us. And do you know what? That's been true. Absolutely true. I have experienced more of the life and the death and resurrection of Jesus here at this time than I could possibly have imagined. So we arrive at a new kingdom first today. Today. In the life of our church and it's this Bev and I are leaving um, Bev and I are leaving and I know for many of you that's not what you were expecting to hear this morning and I can feel the response that many of you will have as trustees had when we spoke to them and close friends and leaders and staff of shock um, but we're leaving and we believe the lord has called us after 25 and a half years to move and want to share that with you we want to tell you what we're going to by the way this is all being recorded in case part of your brain has just shut down <laughs> a few people have said to us i didn't hear anything after you said you were leaving there's lots of tissues, there's lots of tissues uh mostly for me and uh, so uh, we want to tell you what we're going to, why we're going, and what's going to happen next. Just in outline this morning here with our wonderful church, and we want to finish offering you a vision for the future of our church, and to ask for your blessing and to release us. So the first thing is, what uh, are we going to? I have accepted the role as the new as principal of Waverley Abbey College. Some of you will know Waverley Abbey, down near Farnham, uh, west of Guildford. And Bev has been offered a role and accepted the role as Head of People, which some, most people say, what on earth is that? <laughs> it's looking after people, their training and development and coaching and personal development. Um, uh, we will both be full-time in those new roles from the 1st of November this year. We have sold our house, yes, some of you spotted it on Zoopla for one week. <laughs> um, and we uh, anticipate moving by the end of this year to uh, be, the felt the Lord tell us, to be as close as possible, uh, a couple of miles away from Waverley Abbey. And uh, outside of our roles, the Abbey will become our spiritual home. One of the reasons we're going there is to take part in a calling to... Uh, the development of Waverley as a learning center, but also for spiritual renewal, and we will be fully embedded in the abbey in community for our spiritual life. Um, so um, November the sixth, to say now, all of this will be sent to you later in an FAQ, November the sixth here we're going to celebrate the church, and I believe people want to celebrate us and I was
1: going to celebrate that last.
0: And we will be sent out on November the 6th. Our regional leaders, area leaders uh, from Vineyard Churches and other people will be here with us um, as we are sent off. So why? Why? Um, Luke 9 uh, verses 59 and 61 to 22. I think they're going to appear up behind me. This is Jesus. There's a few versions of this in the synoptics. And these are people where Jesus, people ask to follow Jesus. He calls people to follow him, follow him and we see a response. And it's, let, it's that section where it's let the dead bury their dead. But the, this particular section is this. Jesus said to another man, follow me. Still another said, I will follow you, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, I came into this year, and the Lord invited me to do a thing called remembering. Uh, when we are supposed to be remember Jesus, it means rejoined to. And the Holy Spirit, through my prayer times for several weeks, reminded me of events in the past in my life. The most wonderful things that the Lord had done and brought into my life. Becoming a Christian, going to London School of Theology, meeting Beverly, coming into the vineyard, being invited into church planting, even the academic work that I ended up doing. And all of the best things had something in common that I noticed every single one of them were a sovereign act of God that he brought into my life that I did not apply for or look for or search for. And he said, Jason, that's how it's been and that's how it's going to be for you in the future. And I was looking back at my journals in preparation for today, and came into this year with a vision that we shared for this year of coming out of COVID, replanting the church, was excited about prayer and encounter and fire. You remember that this year? And came into this year with such a release from the Lord and excitement about that with you. And we're merrily doing that, and then we get to the summer. And then in June this year, had a chance meeting. Um, And we knew immediately it was something that had the smell and the fingerprints of that remembering process. You know, the only reason I'm a Christian is because my aunt had her best friend, who was a church secretary, ring my mother who invited my mother to church, and I followed my mother to church to protect her from all the crazy Christians. My whole life was changed with a phone call. And my life was changed by an email, again. One of my doctoral students uh, from 12 years ago, a guy called Glenn um, in Australia, had an overwhelming compulsion to connect me with the new CEO of Waverly Abbey, and he messaged me and said, do you know Mark Markovitz? I went, no. He said, you two need to meet. So I went down to Waverley Abbey and Bev and I know Jill Webber, who's there, some of you have heard, and Jill's spoken at our church. I thought, well, I'll meet Jill, and if, even if this is a waste of time. I walk into the room with Mark and the first thing he says to me as I sit down, he said, I'm not quite sure why we're meeting, other than Glenn said we should. And then he talked about his what he was doing at Waverley and I did, and then... My former spiritual director, Micah Jazz, said, I saw your name down on the list that you were down for lunch today. I thought, I've got to come and see Jason, and we sat and we talked, and they told me what was happening, a vision that was emerging at Waverley Abbey in partnership with 24-7 Prayer, and I left and came home, and they said, what was that all about? I said, I think he's trying to offer me a job, Um, and we just thought, this is just crazy. Well, we happened to be meeting with Pete and Sammy Gregg, who lead 24-7, to do with a whole load of other things not to do with Waverley Abbey and at the end of that meeting um, Pete Gregg said do you know what's happening at Waverley Abbey and he shared a vision for the development of the partnership between Waverley and 24-7 for a Center for Learning and Spiritual Renewal and something in us started to stir significantly um, And then Waverley came back to us, they offered us roles, and even then, we were like, this is exciting, we can see this is a fit, but to be honest with you, I love my church, I love my house, I love my friends, and really wrestled with the Lord. So we uh, spent time with coaches and mentors and spiritual directors, but we're still unsure. Some of you here in the church started to have prophetic words for us, we haven't got time today. Uh, One in particular from someone that said, I just get a sense you're trying to discern something at the minute with the most profound prophetic word for us. Um, We have some intercessors outside our church. They're coming along here to celebrate on the 9th of November with us. Did I say the 6th? Okay. Sometime in November. Anyway, and the short version would be, I said to them, we're not going to tell you where we're going, who it is or what it is, but we'd like you to pray and hear from the Lord. And uh, there were three very specific things that they heard from the Lord and shared with us. One of them had an image of me, dressed as a monk, wandering around an old ruined abbey. Now, if any of you know Waverley Abbey, the mansion house at Waverley Abbey is in the grounds of an old ruined abbey. It's been a site of prayer for 1,500 years. And he said, that's kind of weird, but I hope it means something. Then there was another word about prayer, very specific word about prayer, the significance of prayer and importance of prayer to do with my own life and a place that was something about prayer. And Again, Waverley Abbey, prayer has been there for 1,500 years and the partnership with 24-7 Prayer. I thought, you don't get bigger than that for prayer. And Then even levels of detail where an intercessor had a word about prayer and a mansion house, not knowing that there is a mansion house at Waverley, and my daughter having a dream that was nearly word for word with the word that someone had sent us on WhatsApp. And the one that was the most fun was someone that said, Jason, I just watched you do an interview with Jill Weber. And at the end of it, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you, Jill Weber is absolutely vital to what you're going to be doing next and in your discernment. And we'll be with her in the seed community, as it's called at Waverley. So at that point, you start to think, I think the Lord is trying to say something to us. (laughs) Very revelatory and very specific. But even then... I still didn't have a piece. I still didn't feel that the Lord had spoken to me. It fit, there were words. And I want to share something with you from my diary. I wrote this on the 9th of June uh, last year. Um, I was having some wonderful experiences of the Lord. And this predates anything that's happened this year. So June last year. In this season of my life, I hear Jesus again say, follow me, inviting me, for him to be the ongoing purpose and mission of my life. Now, that's a polite way to talk about identity and meaning, for what I really mean is this, that he is my obsession, my devotion, and my passion. Like the calling of Matthew, dramatized so wonderfully in the chosen TV series, I imagine how Christ now calls me. Jesus walks past me, his attention on where he's going. As he moves beyond me, the Father tells him to stop, and he turns to look behind him. And he sees me, and the Spirit whispers to him, call this one. The shortest distance between two people is a smile. Christ's face fills with joy as he looks at me, beaming. Behind his smile, the distance between eternity and me shrinks down, impossibly compressed within this one moment, time stands still, I hear my heart beat loudly and slowly in my ears as he looks at me and then speaks to me. You, yes, you, follow me. All that comes next, all that could be, all that might be is accessible, not with a verbal affirmation and a yes, for talk is cheap and easy. No speaking is required at all. Rather, a yes, my yes, is to move forward, to abandon everything that my attention was on and my life invested in and move up alongside him, to have my pace become his, his strides catching their rhythm and cadence from him. I want to go where he goes next. I want to eavesdrop as he speaks with others. I want to learn from what he does and how he does it. I want my life to be full of his. I want to copy him, emulate him, be like him, to love, live, and die for him, all of it, the joy, the excitement, the sorrow, and the pain, to love him more than anyone has ever loved him, to follow him more than anyone has ever followed him, to die to myself so fully that I might be alive in him so completely such that to find me is to find him and to know me is to know something of him. And with my final moments in this life, I want to fall asleep in his arms, my face turned into his chest, the pace of my breathing slowing and matching his, as he says, kiss on the head and places his lips upon me, a feeling of absolute love, absolute acceptance and absolute pride flowing over me from him like an anointing passing over me and through me, all of me, from my head to my toes, my heart, my soul, my mind, my spirit, and parts of me I didn't know even existed. For his heartbeat to be the last thing I hear in this life. And the first thing I hear in the next. To come to complete rest in him. And he will excitedly wait for me to awaken, so that he can take my hand... And pull me up into a run and say, come on, Jason, let's meet our father. That's as personal as I can be with you about this moment from my diary. And I shared last Sunday, if you were here, an experience of the Lord, and he reminded me of that. And that's underneath that moment. And as I was praying and saying, Lord, I will follow you anywhere. Where is it? Is it here? Is it at Waverley? And Jesus said, you know where I am, Jason. And I knew in that moment he meant at this time he wants us to follow him <coughs> to Waverley. Beverly.
1: Follow that. My diary says, dear diary. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a poem.
0: Jason has not done the dishes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So we've been on a journey together uh, this past year just um discerning what the Lord wants for us and um, with uh, I should tell you that we're really excited about the future we are incredibly sad to leave here but we are really excited and peaceful about where the Lord is taking us uh, and my discernment funnily enough was that I would do something with Jason he has driven me mad for 20 years working full-time at the church but interestingly um, we were having a discussion over a meal or something and I was just bawling my eyes out and I was like I don't know why but I feel like I've got to just do kingdom with you Jason cannot just go off to somewhere and just be a principal and I can't be part of the kingdom stuff with him so we're going to do this together so that was all part of our discernment along with the dream from Anna and um, lots of wonderful friends who've said no this is the right time this is for you this is the right time for you guys for us to go and we're excited about what the Lord is going to do here I might want to interrupt.
0: <laughs> so, um, and you know, I told you, I've been, if you've been around, I've been saying, it's always good when people quote yourself to yourself. And this I've heard this quoted back to me by people in our church as we've begun sharing this. I said about COVID I, and dream about my grandchildren saying, Grandad, tell me about COVID, not the toilet rolls and the vaccinations and the craziness. Tell me what God did and how did you take part in it? And this is part of this. At this moment, there is something going on at this moment that God is stirring. And for some reason at this time, he is seconding us to somewhere else to be part of that. And we believe he has something absolutely amazing for you here. Um, so the how, before a few other people share. Uh, we are going to be gone by the 1st of November. Uh, we're going to commute to our jobs until we move house. Um, We are advertising our roles tomorrow. That's all happening and been signed off on and will appear online. Uh, We hope that what will happen, uh, there's been recruitment going on behind the scenes with senior leaders in vineyard churches. We uh, hope that interviews will take place in November and that we'll appoint new senior pastors uh, in December and subject to notice periods and all things Christmas. They might start between January and uh, March next year. So what that means is we're going to have what's called an interregnum. There's a first in the life of our church. Uh, very Baptist, an Anglican, and Methodist. But churches have an interregnum, which means a, a time between senior pastors. And it'll be just a few months. So we know that one of the mo- most difficult things about that is not having someone to look after the church and people not knowing what to do and the worst thing is to set up a committee to run the church so uh we have been praying and the lord said jason trust me i've told you to follow me and we have what we believe is some wonderful provision steve and linda burn hope they're very good friends of ours They have recently retired. They took over the Aylesbury Vineyard about eight, nine years ago. um, And under them, that church doubled in size and then they have handed it on to someone else. So they have experience of uh, taking on a church and handing on a church. Uh, Wonderful uh, experience seeing your pastors uh, about 10 years older than us. Um, And they have offered, um, they came to us and said, how can we help? We love you and we love everything we've heard about Sutton Vineyard. Um, and a very difficult thing to do but they have stepped forward and they are going to be acting senior pastors for a few months so they are going to come and it makes it wonderfully simple in terms of uh, apart from any painfulness staff do staff things trustees do trustee things preaching team do preaching things worship team do worship things do you get that? small groups do small things members do member things Uh, small things small group things things. (laughs) big things Um, And they are starting tomorrow. Steve is coming down to be with the staff team tomorrow morning. He's already met with the trustees this week. Um, and we'll be sending you more details about them, uh, we have they're going to be here on Sundays from later in September, you'll see them with us there'll be an overlap with them and they'll be sharing they'll be here when we are prayed out on the 6th uh, we have a day on the 1st of October that's been in the diary for a while uh, an invitation to all of our leadership community in the church, we're repurposing that, they'll be at that to meet them and uh, get to know them and they are so wonderful they're going to not do, make sure that nothing crazy happens here, make sure they don't do anything crazy and love and look after us and help the church to discover the next pastors that the Lord has for us here. Um, so that's what's happening. And then this afternoon, check your email. If you have not filled in the welcome card, it's things like this. They don't happen very often, every 25 years. Um, LAUGHTER Fill in a card and we have your email address. So anyone whose email address we have, the trustees are sending you a letter this afternoon with a detailed FAQ, a recording from today, and some other details. Uh, So that will come out to you today and explain next steps. So now we've got some people coming to share. First of all, would you welcome our chair of trustees, Johnny Page.
2: A clap, thank you. (laughs) Hi, everyone, good morning. Um, I'm Johnny. I'm first and foremost a member here at Sutton Vineyard, but I also have the privilege to chair our trustees. I'll be really honest, it's super hard for me personally to stand up here as part of this church family for nearly seven years to imagine SVC without Jason Bev. These two have been an incredible gift from God to the church, but also to me and my family. In their pastoral support, their friendship, their leadership, their guidance, their humility, their wisdom, their (laughs) humour. It's a long list, I can keep going. (laughs) I know I speak for all of us when I say that we love them absolutely to bits. And our huge loss is an equally huge gain for Waverley Abbey. God has spoken so clearly to them both and those around them, as we've just heard, for this next step. And we're excited to cheer them on in their next God-led adventure. And for us, there is so much to be grateful and thankful for looking back. It's a chapter for this church that only God could have written and only Jason and Bev could have facilitated. But I'm also immensely excited for our own God-led adventure to come at SVC. I believe wholeheartedly that God is continuing to do incredible things in this church and our community and this will only multiply. God's perfect plan has brought the church this far over the last 25 years and his plans will continue to unfold for us in this room but also for generations to come, for our youth, for our kids and their kids. From a trustee perspective, we are in a position of strength. Our staff are incredible. We are in a good, robust place financially and operationally And we have a great and dedicated trustee team overseeing it. This is all our father at work. In the same way that Jason and Bev are being so obviously led into a fresh adventure, we too trust that our father is leading and speaking to our next senior pastors. Of course, if you have any questions at all, please do ask away. That's what the trustees are here for. The process, as Jason's just outlined, is already, already underway. We are many, many meetings, emails, calls in already, and this has been bubbling away for a little while. In collaboration, in collaboration with Vineyard Churches UK and I, which is the central vineyard body, our trustees, staff, key leaders, we are overseeing the process for our senior pastor search. We will also be sending an email around as well as an FAQ response, with more information following this service. So please do watch out for that. This includes information on the interregnum leadership that Jason outlined. One ask from me is please do pray for the church. Please pray for the process. Please pray for discernment. Please pray for open ears and open hearts to the Lord's voice. And please do pray for Jason and Bev.
0: Thanks. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. And would you welcome Lily, our children and families pastor.
3: Thank you very much.
4: Um, I don't have anything as organised and neat and tidy to say as that. um, It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Um, My initial reaction was lots of tears. Um, I have been at the church for 13 years. Um, I became a Christian as part of this church Um, And obviously, all of that has been under the leadership of Jason and Bev. And we're going to miss you a lot. But a very wise Arady said to me, God doesn't have favorites. Um, So this is so, so exciting. For Jason and Bev, and we can see so clearly how invested God is in this process, um, and Jason and Bev are following Jesus by, by moving on, um, but that doesn't mean that Jesus is leaving us here. <laughs> um, so I've been at the church for 13 years under Jason and Bev's leadership, but ultimately, We've been here under the leadership of God. Um, and that is not going to change. Um, so I don't know what what's ahead. Um, but I do know that somebody much more capable than all of us um, has got this covered. So... Um, We're going to be fine. Our our staff team, well, I'm part of it, but we're great. Um, And and if anybody can kind of push this forward and and see new light and life um, come out of this, it's it's all of the people that that are already involved in this process. So, you know. We are still a family. We're still, we're still gonna move on. And I'm just, I'm really excited for you guys. It's gonna be great. Um, and that's all I wanted to say, really. But thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Lily. And lastly, who else would we need to hear from and want to? Would you welcome Wendy Sullivan? Wendy has been with us from the very beginning, in the first of everything. (laughs) She's outlasted us all. It's
3: been a bit of a week, hasn't it, really? It's been a bit of a week. Change. First of all, we were getting to grips with the change of the Prime Minister. Then we were getting to grips with the fact that we have a king. And now we're getting to grips with the fact that we're going to have new pastors. Hey, it's been a tough week. If someone had told me a couple of months ago that Jason and Bev would be leaving Sutton Vineyard, I would fully have expected my heart to break into pieces A few weeks back, um, I was going in for what I thought was a perfectly routine meeting with Jason about the prayer room. And he sat down, gave me a cup of coffee and said, well, there's no easy way to say this, Jason, Bev and I are leaving. And I, uh, shock. But then he started to talk. And as he unfolded the story of what they have been experiencing with God over the last few months, I just found the excitement rising up in my heart. Instead of the pain I expected and the devastation I expected, I actually felt really, really excited. You know, these two people, Jason and his ministry in particular, In over 50 years of walking with Jesus, the last 25 have been such an impact for me personally. Outside of the Lord himself, there is no other person than this man who has had a bigger impact on my relationship with God. And yet, all I could feel was a tremendous excitement for what is ahead. The way that God has led Jason and Bev, the detail of the picture he has painted for them is so thorough that I cannot imagine him doing any less for us. He has the detail all worked out for us. And the vision of what they are going to in a union with Waverley Abbey College and 24-7 prayer is so potentially enormous for the future of god's kingdom in this country that we could do nothing but absolutely rejoice over it we've always known as a vineyard movement that we are called to give away our best and boy are we doing that but you know i came away from that meeting with jason a few tears bit sniffly, but with this overwhelming sense of the privilege that we have of sowing our pastor into the future of God's kingdom in this country. That's what I think we're doing. And I think it's a tremendous privilege. God, for the life of me, remember what else I was going to say. <laughs> I did have some notes. So, brothers and sisters, a friend of mine uh, in a conversation a couple of days ago in a completely different context, reminded me of that gospel story that we so often relegate to the children's zone, basically. The story about the man who built his house on the rock and the man who built his house on the sand. This church has been built on a rock, (laughs) the rock of Jesus Christ and his truth and his kingdom. That rock will hold this church secure. But for each one of us, it's a bit of a time of examining our hearts. Lord God, am I standing on the rock? Because if I am, I will not be shaken. Or am I feeling a bit of shifting sand under my feet? In which case, turn to the rock. And stand on it, it's firm and secure, and it will not let us down. So brothers and sisters, we look forward, we bless Jason and Bev. We want to pray continually into where they're going and what they're going to be doing, and to see the glory of God's kingdom unfolding in this nation. And we want to trust God for our future and look with anticipation and hope into what God has next for us. It's going to be good. Amen.
0: So. Um We want to finish with you sharing a couple of words as we've been praying for you as a church family. And I hope as you hear or need to listen to all this again in order to hear, we're not running away. We are not burnt out. We are not going to another church because they're nicer than you. In fact, fact, we're not going to a church. We're going to an abbey. We came into this year so in love with Jesus and excited about the future of this church. And then the Lord came and surprised us. Um, So if I may, quickly to finish, two short words. Uh, One is from Luke 5, verses 36 to 39, about new wineskins. Jesus told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it onto an old garment. Otherwise, not only will one tear the new garment, but the piece from the new will not match the old garment. Similarly, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise the new wine will burst the skins and will spill out and the skins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins and no one after drinking old wine desires new wine but says the old is good. Um, uh, Sometimes uh, with me when the Lord gives me a word I come back to it again and again and again and again. And this word about new wineskins is something I've been praying into for two two years or so. wondered if it meant a new place for us to go to. Um, And as things started to unfold, the Lord brought me back to this and said, it's a word for me and Bev, and also for the church, that after 25 and a half years, just at the point where I actually did say a few months ago, I feel like we know what we're doing now. (laughs) The Lord said, well, it's time to go. But really do believe that the Lord has new wine he wants to put in us, but he also has new wine he wants to do in his kingdom as he moves us around. But really do believe and hope you take hold of, church, that the Lord has new wine for Sutton Vineyard Church. New wine for you. And also a a metaphor for new pastors, whoever they will be, that the Lord is preparing new pastors as new wineskins who in his purposes and for his kingdom can receive something immeasurably more than Jason and Bev. He has that. Um... Lastly, Proverbs 29, verse 18, very well-known verse, some of you will know it. Without a vision, people perish, or in the King James Version, cast off restraint. Any of you familiar with this verse? Uh, Basically, simply it means without vision, we end up doing whatever we want to do instead of what God has for us. It's actually the word perish, restraint is from Exodus 32. Moses goes up the mountain, he's gone for a long period of time, he's getting the Ten Commandments. And God's people respond by worshipping and prayer. And No, they just lose complete control, melt everything down, have a golden calf and take their, uh, their relationship from God as if there wasn't a God at all. Um, it's the same word there where it says, Moses saw that the people had broken loose, lost control. Um, I've talked to you about this before over the years. This, You see this thing of energy and connection and vision with the Lord, and the opposite in our world is called entropy. I believe physicists have discerned entropy, how en- energy up here dissipates to lower forms. And I think we see it in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, the moment their relationship is broken with God, move into disintegration and less energy with God. They get further from him and away from him. And ultimately, the Lord sends the law. Oh! (laughs) And he sends Jesus. And Jesus' death and resurrection is the breaking of those laws of the universe and brokenness such that Paul can say, I struggle with Christ's mighty power at work in me. And I think that's what's at stake here and I would share with you. You see, the enemy has a vision for your life and a plan after we have shared today. And it's entropy and decay and disengagement and disconnection. And some of you, the the, the symptoms of it will feel it will be, I can't cope with this. It's another loss. I don't want this. Oh, well, I'm not sure I want to be here anymore. And all those things, that's not the Lord, and that's not his mighty power at work. But there is another vision, shared by Johnny, Lily, and then Wendy so wonderfully. And it's a vision from the Lord. It's about death and resurrection. And our church at some point was going to have to have new senior pastors, wasn't it? And to enter into that part of death and resurrection with Jesus is not just painful, but it is a privilege. And I really would call to you and say, please grab hold of this time as a chance to experience the cross of Christ so that his power and resurrection will be poured out here. And there is a different story that could be told here in a few months' time, just a few months, when people say, did you hear about Sutton Vineyard? Oh yeah, Jason and Bev left. No, never mind them. That's old news. Did you hear what God did? Did you hear what happened? The kingdom story. People were more engaged than ever before. Praying, serving, giving. There was an outpouring. There was already an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But my goodness, it was like God put petrol on the fire. And the flame burst high. God's people responded and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was immense. In fact, Sutton Vineyard is a place to go. Now Jason and Bev have gone. It really is a place to go. (laughs) to go To encounter Jesus. With the people encountering Jesus. And very, very lastly, to distill that down to a metaphor, I was pausing and thinking of all the things I've shared over the years to make that concrete and it's this I've used a phrase are you a guest or are you a host and some of us as Christians can go through our church life as guests perpetual guests wondering if we're going to come or if we like it or if we'll leave and then we find a place of being hosts it's our church our family and I really do believe the invitation from the Lord is to say are you a host because the Lord Jesus Christ wants to be hosted here in all that comes next. Amen. 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 Would the worship team come back? Thank you. Would you like to stand? And we're going to worship and listen to the Lord and receive from him. Heavenly Father, Abba Father, Thank you, thank you, thank you.
4: Oh,
0: Lord, would you settle our hearts and our minds. Lord, you gave me an image. We had Lorraine speak just a few weeks ago about angels and you've taught so much to me about that and you show me there are angels this is a precious moment you love our church you stand with our church and around our church and we say thank you that you are here abba father thank you holy spirit you're here thank you heavenly Host, that you are around us and over us and now as we worship lord jesus breathe on us amen